Hey there, and welcome to another episode of The Walk. I'm recording this in the late afternoon. I think it's around 5 o'clock right now. It's a nice day. Weather is very calm. There's a bit of blue sky, fluffy clouds, a little bit of remaining sunshine. And uh, I'm glad that I have a little bit of energy to go outside. I've been in bed for a couple of hours after lunchtime. I all of a sudden felt so tired. And this is a, a recurring problem. At least for the past week, I've had these ups and downs when it comes to my overall physical condition, which makes me think that I'm in the second phase of the COVID-19 uh, ordeal. <laughs> the first two weeks I was really sick. And uh, most of the days I had a fever, a headache, um, very hard to get any sleep over those past two weeks. And that was extremely exhausting, as I shared with you in the previous episode of The Walk. But now there's definitely something different in the sense that I have days where it almost feels normal again. Um, where I have energy, where I have ideas, where I feel good. And on those days, it's very tempting to believe that I'm over it, you know. It's, uh, I'm, I'm finally back to my old self. But unfortunately, right after that, there is usually a fallback. Oh, my uh, phone is burping. <laughs> I'm carrying my phone with me uh, when I go on these small walks just to be able to call someone if, uh, I don't know, for some reason my, my <clears throat> oxygen levels uh, drop or something like that. I don't know. It's just I've been a little bit more careful uh, after after I got COVID. Um, so these these setbacks are uh, a recurring problem, and they're very unpredictable. It's so strange. Normally, when you when you recover from the flu, let's say, it's uh, it's normal that you still feel weak. Uh, because the flu is a, a pretty, you know, your body takes a big hit. But then there is this gradual way up, right? But with COVID, it's different. It's as if uh, the virus is still there, lurking in the background. Okay, lady, heading towards me, you got to pick your side. There are multiple people. Some are walking on the left side and others on the right side of the road. In order to keep distance, it would be good if people just would pick one side so I can keep my distance from them as well. There you go. Just move to the other side. Very good. So it's almost as if uh, uh, after my immune system starts getting the upper hand, the virus is just lurking there, regrouping, thinking of a new strategy, and then it goes on the counterattack. And 
then my entire uh, system has to be on, on red alert again. Everybody's at battle stations, and that takes an enormous amount of energy, um, which results in these strange episodes of super fatigue, where I really have to lay down, and then I just disappear in a certain way. It's an almost comatose kind of sleep. And I, when I wake up, usually I don't know where I am and what time it is and what day it is. It's the strangest thing. And that happened to me this morning. Uh, yesterday I had a, a good day. Just like the first two days of the, of the week. I felt so good that I uh, just edited my TV show and... Yeah, that works well. It's always a ton of work, but at the same time, it's sedentary. And I talked to my doctor, and he said, you know, it's, it's not a problem if you do digital work. Just make sure you don't add uh, physical uh, exertion. So be very careful with yeah, anything that will cost you physical energy. So these, these two days went well, and then uh, I, I planned, or we'd planned, a meeting with a, with a foundation that wanted to help, or at least is interested in helping out, financing these uh, videos that we do uh, for kids. Uh, you may not have seen them because they were all in Dutch, but at the beginning of the COVID crisis, when no one could come to church... I wanted to create something for children so that every Sunday they would have uh, a 10-minute video to watch featuring, uh, you know, uh, just regular toy, toy animals, penguin, a giraffe, a rabbit, and <laughs> all, all sorts of different animals, and I just create funny stories uh, and they would have a conversation about uh, about the gospel and those videos were, were fun to do but also of course definitely needed a higher level of quality and so this past Thursday we had a, another meeting I'd, I'd, we'd written a proposal uh, for well what I in my mind it should be like a Catholic uh, Sesame Street something that is a proven formula and that really works well with kids um, and at the same time there's nothing right now that resembles it I think if you're in the United States and you may remember the Veggie Tales I think that's what it was called like an animation series that was Christian in background not Catholic but Christian it used to be very popular but nowadays even if you watch uh, what the uh, Catholic stations Catholic TV, EWTN, what they produce. The stuff for kids is usually not very good, at least. I think, I think it should be better. And so yesterday I had uh, this meeting at 3 o'clock together with the person that is uh, writing the stories. And I just realize now how much of an effort that was. Because it's basically a big pitch, right? You have to be on top of your game. So I'd been thinking about that meeting for most of the day. Uh, and then when we had that 
one hour uh, talk via Google Meets or meetings or whatever it's called nowadays. Hey, what's that? Oh, a little bird, a little uh, red Robin Hood. Hey, red Robin, <laughs> Robin Hood, red Robin. I usually don't get that uh, close. Funny. <sighs> so, having to perform at my top at the top of my game for about an hour after that, I felt so knocked out. It went very well. It's very enthusiastic meeting, but I just gave it my all, and now the next day. I'm paying the price for it. And what it teaches me is uh, it's okay to give your all and to, when it's necessary, to put you know 100% of effort in it. But don't expect to repeat that right away. You have to be patient for your batteries or for my overall system to reboot and to regain energy and th that requires patience because my mind is much further ahead I think in the process is ready to go back to work oh. is there any way that I can walk without meeting people I'll just go straight on it's difficult around this time of the day people are walking their dogs and uh, they come back through the woods here on bike from their work and even though it's very unlikely that I'm still contagious I just don't want to take any risk anymore oh old person not looking where he walks I'll just take my distance and let pass hello Some people don't still don't see the necessity of, of of being alert during these times and just look around and see if they get within the within the circle of proximity for the virus. I've been I've become so so careful. I wouldn't say paranoid, but so careful. Now that I know that I've been probably been infected by someone who was asymptomatic, did not keep his or her distance. I uh, just every I look at everyone with a certain uh, alertness. Like, are you going to keep your distance? Please do so. Not for my sake, because I'm probably not that um, that susceptible to get it another time. Even though it is known that the antibodies will wane over time. Let me just go to the left here in the woods. A little bit more space here, uh, but it's also you just hope that people will get that into their system right now. The situation in the Netherlands is the worst of almost the entirety of Europe. If you look at the map, of the surrounding countries, the, the Netherlands is the is the reddest part of Europe, and I think it is partially due to the mentality of people where. They don't just, they don't seem to care. They don't think about others. They just want to be done with the virus. And I'm thinking, well, think that as much as you want, but realize that the virus is not done with us. <laughs> and the virus, well, I'm talking about the virus as if it is a thinking entity. It's not, it's not even a, a life form in a certain way. 
but it is absolutely just as dangerous as it was at the beginning of the of the crisis and if it, the only thing we can change is our behavior not the virus itself but i keep being baffled to see when i see how how people seem to be nonchalant and sometimes even just egotistical like the day that our government announced new measures almost a part well it's actually they call it a partial lockdown themselves uh, mother walking her child <laughs> and maybe also a dog uh, in the middle of the path okay let me just oh more dogs more people oh my god it's an entire children's meeting here okay let me go to the left Uh, that's, I mean, that's what I mean. These two elderly people, clearly in the danger zone, they just walk towards me. They see that I'm wearing a mask. I'm the only person here in this park that is wearing a mask. But instead of thinking, hey, let us just slow down. Let's look at this guy. Where is he walking? They just keep on going. Not aware, apparently, of any danger. Ay, ay, ay. Caramba. So it's not surprising that since people are not changing their behavior, the virus is just taking a hold of our society. I think today there were almost 8,000 infections, which is the same amount or even more than Italy. Italy is three or four times bigger than the Netherlands and has three or four times the size of our population. That just shows you how dire it is. And even though we see these numbers every day, I'm still stunned by how few people seem to be affected by this. At least the people that are walking outside. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the people that are really careful don't don't go out that much anymore. I don't know. Well, when you have a dog, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> you can still keep a cat indoors but you can't do that with a dog so maybe I just picked the wrong time of the day as well to walk here but what I'm realizing is the next couple of months it's just gonna be uh, uh, trying to deal with the remnants of this virus that's what the uh, people that I've been talking to are I've been warning me against, uh, like, don't overdo it. Keep in mind that even if you feel better, you're actually you're not. You will probably still have a lot of lingering symptoms, uh, like the fatigue. So the uh, uh, fatigue is not only loss of taste and smell, even though in my case that seems to be fully restored, but a lot of people are still dealing with... Uh, Phantom smells, for instance. I had a, a person that was following me on Facebook and she wrote that she's been smelling cigarettes for months. She got it in April, I think. And she's like, it's the weirdest thing. You smell stuff that is not there. And uh, you also misidentify smells. So some, sometimes coffee may smell like exhaust fumes. Uh... 
a cappuccino that you loved before getting COVID may now taste like <laughs> licorice or something like that. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's all, of course, because the brain itself can also get affected by COVID and, and also has to reboot in many ways. Uh, it's, it's very comparable to a computer that has been uh, malfunctioning and then you reinstall windows and it takes a really long time for it to to rebalance itself and to function well again and to have the proper drivers it's almost as if you know some people get uh, a driver reinstall for their smell and taste and it doesn't work anymore <laughs> so you got to try to get back to the original driver um and is this frustrating uh, it, it all depends on your own mindset. If there's one thing that has really helped me during these weeks of COVID is this idea that whether this is uh, dramatic and frustrating or just a nuisance and something like a handicap that I have to keep, keep uh, in mind when I'm planning my things, that's all up to me. That's not the virus. The situation is what it is, but my attitude really determines how I feel about it. And also, um, how I value it. So, I could be super frustrated that I can't work as hard as I normally could. You can also look at it from a different perspective. I'm finally forced to not overdoing it, not working too hard taking the time to rest and uh, trying to make even better choices about what is essential and what is not. And I've noticed that uh, this helps me to set aside a lot of things that normally I would I would uh, put, pour so much energy in. Uh, work-related stuff, meetings, staying up to date... Having a voice in conversations, uh, parish discussions or whatever. Now I'm thinking, you know what? Hey, I'm sick. It's my job to get better. That is my job. That is currently uh, the best thing I can do right now is to take good care of myself. Because I don't have anyone in my life that is doing that for me. Of course, there are a lot of people that, are, that care for my situation and are offering help. But I don't have a family, so it's up to me to make sure that I keep functioning as, as, as well as possible, that I'm smart about the choices that I make, but also that I try to, if I want to encourage other people, I have to uh, make sure that I have that energy, that I have that positive outlook. Um, because the way I treat myself is also what is going to inspire me when I communicate with other people. And so I'm very grateful that for the past three weeks I've still been able to celebrate Mass on Sundays, even though that is a, an energy uh, peak, which usually has its consequences the day after, or even the... Oh, people are... This is too small, this path, so I'll just go back... Uh, ah, jeez. 
I wish this, this, this forest would be, you know, one direction only and they would warn you. But this is, these people will probably, again, think, uh, why is this person turning around? Why is he walking away from us? Well, <laughs> for their sake and for my peace of mind. Um, so my, my overall attitude is, is one of patience. Uh, now that I have the virus, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm starting to learn how it is affecting me and how uh, I shouldn't cheer too early because when I feel good one day doesn't mean that the next day uh, is going to be better. It may very well be worse. And that's fine. That is what it is. Uh, I, should, I just don't want to panic when I'm not improving. But just telling myself, it will come. It's, this is not going to be forever. Busy road that I have to cross here to get to the, the woods to the other, on the other side. And there are also, uh, what helps me is to focus on the things that I can do. The little improvements, even though it's not an overall, um, it's, it's not, I, like, I'm not healthy yet. But there are little things like the moment I could smell garlic again, I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I had no idea how much I would... I would be thankful for the smell of garlic. Because believe me, eating Italian pasta and not being able to taste garlic, that is a major setback in life. <laughs> that is a real huge attack on my levels of happiness, of culinary happiness. I mean, just... This is the problem with a mask. When, you, when your nose is itching, you're not supposed to touch it. But I can't, affect, I can't infect myself, so I'm actually quite all right. Um, another thing I was grateful for was uh, having, not, not every time, not every day, but having some energy to play video games. That sounds so strange, but for two and a half weeks I didn't have it in me to to do much in terms of entertainment and uh, I've I've been playing this uh, kind of fantasy role-playing game. It's a lot of fun. It's very relaxed, and it's just those. If, even if it's just an hour, because then usually I'm too uh, starting to get too tired. But having that hour where I can just play video games, like wow, so glad that I have time now. That nobody will <laughs> will tell me. Hey, you should be working. Most of the people that I know are more on the other side. And they're like, don't work. Don't do that. Don't, uh, don't record podcasts. We can wait. Well, these, these moments where I can just walk through the woods and inhale a bit of fresh air instead of the stale air in the, in the rectory where I'm constantly inside... 
it's these little things that really help me uh, and give this positive balance that I need for the for the shitty stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but but I'm also much. I feel very free to do what what I what I want, what I can do, but also to just not overdo it. Um, and that I think is an attitude that is uh, it's probably going to stick with me even beyond the the COVID crisis. It's this realization that nothing is a given. I don't have the right to be healthy. I don't have the right to uh, to to have the life that. Uh, no, no, that sounds wrong. Uh, let me put it differently. It's not a given that I'll always be able to perform at peak performance. Uh, it's very likely that in my life, especially when I get older, there will be other illnesses. There will be other debilitating factors in my life that will prevent me from continuing to do the things that I'm used to do. But it doesn't mean that my life is not productive or it doesn't have a purpose or can't, can't inspire other people. Quite on the contrary. It's not about how much you do, but it's how you do the things you do with the mentality. It's your attitude that changes everything. And if I, now that I know that I can only do a few things, I value that which I can do so much more. Like having the opportunity to talk with you for this short walk, and I feel that I need to start, I need to start wrapping things up because I'm getting a little bit winded. Um, that makes me value this moment that I have with you so much more than when I had the energy to run a marathon and I could record 10 podcasts a week if I wanted to. I don't think I've ever been in this part of the, of the woods. There's a big highway here on the left. It's only a couple of hundred meters away from me. But this is all still green. A little bit of yellow. So fall is definitely starting to kick in. But not as, not as much as I thought it would. And that's, that's good. So um, being grateful for the small things that I can do. I'm a little bit uh, uh, concerned uh, about how to how this will affect the, this, this upcoming month. Uh, we're, we're getting close to Christmas. It's crazy how quickly time is, is changing. We're, we're already in October. Uh, the American presidential election is, uh, is going to be over in a few weeks from now. Thanksgiving, Christmas time, it's all going to be so... It's all up in the air. I have no idea what it will look like in in our churches we are asked at least for the next four weeks to reduce the number of participants to 30 not including personnel only 30 people imagine Christmas 
when you can only have 30 people in your church. It's, it's going to be such a major shock to the system. Uh, what about Thanksgiving for my, many of my American friends? It's, it's one of the highlights of the year. And it's so connected to... Oh, I see a gate there that seems to be closed. I don't think I can walk through it. That looks like private property. Let me just go back and turn left and see if there's another way out of these woods. But uh, if you heard Fauci, the uh, health expert in the in the U.S., uh, when he talks about Thanksgiving, he is uh, really encouraging people to think it through. And to not, uh, well, to not underestimate the dangers of, of getting people over and having a, a family gathering. Because it's in these smaller gatherings that most of the infections take place. Well, I think we need to ask ourselves the same questions when it comes to churches. Uh, of course, we would love to celebrate the holidays and I think people are now realizing how much it means how valuable it is to be able to gather on a Sunday without thinking constantly about getting infected and maybe this this could be a moment of realization for many of the Christmas Catholics that uh, maybe the church was more valuable to them than they realized now that they can't go that's when you know that's when you realize that wow this was actually quite nice to be able to go to church on with christmas but maybe this year we can't uh so i'm a, a bit concerned as to how this will work out um i'm also not really uh not really able to predict what my energy levels are going to be next week so I know that for this weekend the parish has decided to take me off the roster for masses so I'll probably only celebrate the international mass uh, still in isolation Uh, but what about the next couple of weeks Uh, is it when when will it be safe for my parishioners uh, to have me, to welcome me uh, in their communities. Not to mention that there is also a change coming up in my nomination. You may recall that uh, a few months ago I wrote to my bishop asking him if I could have a slightly different... uh, well, a change in my nomination. Right now... I'm uh, appointed as a parish, as an assistant parish priest for 20% of my time, uh, which is a difficult, difficult concept I've noticed for my pastor. He thinks that, well, if I work as a parish priest, then he's, he has the authority and he doesn't really, well, he has trouble reali- well, uh, understanding the concept that I, even though I work in the parishes, it doesn't mean that I can do anything that a regular parish priest does. And that I have to be very selective 
especially when it comes to energy absorbing communities um, there are a couple of them but he wants uh, at least in the weekends that we dis distribute the load and responsibilities equally he's made that very clear in my last meeting with him I'm wondering if I go I'm just going to the right here otherwise I'll never get home <laughs> and so uh, when I had that conversation with him I tried to explain but uh, you know I've, I've been working under these conditions for uh, more than 15 years now whereas he's only the parish priest for what is it two or three years now here in this area and he just doesn't well it didn't work for him that was clear and and back then i i realized that i need to protect myself and the work that i do from this ambiguity and for me the the easiest way to do that is to become a real assistant in the sense that i work 100 percent in, in the field of media and when I, where I can, I'll assist. But it's on my terms. And <clears throat> when I went to the diocese uh, for our annual checks and balances and showing them the results, I brought it up. I had just written the letter. And back then, the person that I spoke to said, I, I don't give it much chance. I think the bishop and the staff, they will want to keep things as they are. So prepare for a continuation of the situation. I was like, okay, that's, that's good to know. Um, I will still have to work out my boundaries because I, I don't want this situation of friction to continue. But then uh, just very recently, I got a call from, the, from the, one of the two auxiliary bishops telling me that uh, my my archbishop has read my letter and that he agrees with me and that he thinks it's the best thing to free me up 100% for this media uh, apostolate, which is huge. It's such an endorsement of what I've been working on so much. And even though this is only about 20% of my time, but to have his full endorsement saying that, you know, I trust you enough to free you from this, these parish obligations. And then uh, it was specified that I can still uh, offer my services, uh, but it's up to me. I, I, even if I wouldn't assist in the parishes here locally anymore, the bishop would still be okay with that. He trusts me to make the right decision. That is massive i can't tell you how much that means to me to have that to have that support to know that the bishop has my back also let me see where am i now oh i, I know where i am I can just walk left <coughs> um the other uh aspect is, is or the other dimension of this is that I can do everything that I do in the media under my own responsibility. So he doesn't want to be responsible for it. I don't have to ask him permission to do, to deploy initiatives. He's like, 
you do whatever you want to do. You have to finance it yourself. That's always been the deal. And I'm thinking, okay, that's good. That's, that's okay. I can deal with that. I don't need much. And I'm sure that with these, this 100% focus on my media work, I can make it work financially as well. I have no doubt about it. And I totally understand that he doesn't want to bear responsibility for the specific things that I do in the media. Because, first of all, it's not his expertise, quite on the contrary. <clears throat> he knows that I'm good at this, that what I do is usually high quality and also uh, very much in line with his, uh, with his mission as a bishop and with the Catholic mission. So, it's this 100% trust that he gives me to make my choices. That is such a huge... I did not expect this to happen at all. I thought they would keep me in the parish just to have this idea that, well, even though he does 80% of crazy stuff that we don't understand with podcasts and YouTube, at least for 20% he's just a regular priest and we can... You know, keep him keep him in line. That was kind of the message that they gave me before the summertime, um, and I'm pretty sure that it is the Archbishop himself who understands what I want the best, and who gets that I uh, I'm I'm uh, walking on the red road for for bikes and uh, motorbikes <laughs> in case you're wondering why you have the sound of of motorbikes passing by um, but so he I, I really think that he he's been observing what I do uh, and and knows that it's in good hands and that is huge that is a great gift for which I'm very, very thankful, and also helps me to uh, to dream big, to continue to dream big, even though I may still have this time, maybe weeks, maybe months, who knows, that I will have to just take it easy and uh, kind of stumble my way through life with days that I feel super and days that I feel not so super but in the long run having this 100% freedom to pursue my dreams this is massive this is so incredibly exciting and also what I did not expect myself to feel was also this, this sense of liberation it's like ah oh, I can finally step away from the smallness of parish life which is sometimes so suffocating especially when you see a lot of opportunities um, but you realize that most of the people don't want to pursue opportunities they don't want to renew they just want the th things to go back to normal I, you've heard me rant about that for many many weeks but not having to be frustrated by that kind of attitude anymore and just being able to gather around me people that, like me, 
look, look ahead and are, are trying new things. Oh, I, it's so, feels so great. And uh, the, the, the thing is, that the, only, the only thing that I worry about a little bit is um, how am I going to make this uh, more specific? What is it going to mean? What are the choices that I need to take? Uh, does it mean that I'll just re reduce my activities in the parish right away? How am I going to communicate this? Um, and what am I going to do with those with those hours and with that newfound freedom? I think for that, I'll probably just have some good talks with some friends that can advise me. But I feel that uh, this this should this this does not. Hey. Oh wait, I was almost home, huh? Okay, this is crazy. I thought I was walking exactly in the opposite direction that I'm actually walking. Oh. Wow, I was really lost in the woods clearly because I did not know that I was here. Okay, I'll just turn left here. <coughs> <coughs> finish it finish the itinerary the most traditional way this is always the, the the itinerary that I walk so I think for in order to determine how to really deploy my mission now that I have full 100% control over it uh, means that I have to start again with my values and uh, with uh, dreaming big and and uh, i can it is there's it's as if i can finally get rid of that one last uh chain that was holding me back not because i wasn't able to think around it i think i've been able to realize a lot of the things despite the situation but it is as if I, I, I'm driving a car where normally I could only use four gears and now the fifth one has been unlocked and I've got my nitro boost pedal that I can press or button and I can just really speed away. Um, and it's, it's good and I'm very, uh, it's very comforting that I, know that I can talk about this with people that know me, understand how I function, and are also able to to help me think bigger than I've than I've ever done. And that is I'm already looking forward to that. Also the board uh, that I have of, of Tridio is has been just terrific over the past few weeks. There's been quite a bit of friction with the parish and a lot of the uh, a lot of the tension was uh, because of the costs of the of the live streams, etc. Um, and but they stood up for me. And, and and when I got ill and when I got COVID, they told me, you know, we'll handle it. Don't worry about a thing. We're just gonna take this off your back, and they did. And uh, it's so 
comforting to to know that I don't have to I don't have to be involved in everything there are people that are defending my mission and are making it possible to do what I do best and that is content creation ah so yeah it feels good that's all I'm gonna say and uh, I may wrap things up here so I can have 10 more minutes uh, where I can uh, catch my breath literally I'm, I'm really starting to feel the getting out of breath and I hope I didn't overdo it but I was ex- at the same time was too excited to share this with, with you and these podcasts are right now my one of the few ways I have to stay in touch with you and since I feel such a strong bond I don't want to leave you wondering uh, about my situation um, so hopefully uh, this was interesting to you and know that you are in my prayers I'm worried sometimes about you especially those of you that live in areas of the world where uh, life is not easy uh, where you're threatened by the virus or you're worried about the future but know that if you can't change the circumstances there's always something you can do and that is change your attitude change your change your lookout look at the things you can do at the little gifts that God grants you any small opportunities that he creates and then uh, you will see that life becomes much more bearable and of course you can count on my prayers hopefully you'll also pray for me thanks for listening talk to you guys later god bless